Hi everyone, it's Dan Duva, radio play-by-play broadcaster for the Golden Knights. This is SLGND, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D Hotel in downtown Las Vegas. Final episode of the podcast for the 2018-19 season, with the Golden Knights falling to San Jose in the first round. An epic seven-game series comes down to a tumultuous conclusion. And we have the reaction, the little picture, and the big picture, along with comments from players, Coach Gerard Gallant, GM George McPhee, and owner Bill Foley. We try to put the outcome in context and the after effects. We look toward the offseason, what's on the Golden Knights agenda heading into Season 3. It's SLGND, the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, presented by the D-Hotel. And now... Here's Dave! Well, the good news is, Dan, you don't have to say that for about another five months. You can save your vocal cords five or six months. I look forward to that. At least Every you got time. that going for you. Uh, so the final Sheriff Lawless, Some Guy Named Dave podcast for the 2018-19 Golden Knights season. Of course, uh, Dan Duva alongside as well. Hashtag SLGND. All right, guys, it's been an eventful 48 hours. Uh, let's get into it. The Golden Knight season ends Game 7 in San Jose on Tuesday night. Um, it ends in hideous fashion with a bad call in the third period. They paid a terrible price for it. They do their end-of-the-season stuff today. Bill Foley talks, George McPhee talks, Gerard Gallant talks, all the players talk. Um, they want to take the high road. God love them. Um, but how do you kind of digest all this, not even 48 hours after it all came to an end? Whoever wants to chime in first. Well, I think first of all, let's just let's address the third period. That's with when things came unglued, and um, it's interesting. You can you know you you hear what all kinds of people have to say. I was fascinated. I heard from another coaching staff where they kind of broke down the play, and they said they actually prepare their players for Cody Eakin to put to 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 use his stick on the on the other player's chest. To try and gain leverage, coming off of a face-off draw. The art of a face-off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's and it happens so much. Yes, exactly. So uh, obviously, uh, Cody, when you look back at it, you can argue potentially that he cross-checked Joe Pavelski, but really, it's not. It's a shoving motion. It's a shove in a cross-check motion. So. You know, maybe there, maybe you could say there should have been a two-minute minor. Certainly not a five-minute major. And from there, uh, things you know obviously unraveled. This is a game that the Golden Knights had were in completely in control of. And then now the other side of this is you should never let in four goals on a power play. Yeah. Uh, so that's that part of it is indefensible. The part that comes before it is there should never have been a five-minute major. And even. Bill Foley just said a little while ago, they they officiated on the result, not the act. So yes, Joe Pavelski is on the ice. He's bloodied. It's terrible. I get that part. If even if you're gonna referee on the result in that situation, it's three nothing. You could look at it and say, I'm gonna give him a double minor. And the worst that could come from it is Vegas could be because you haven't seen it. You didn't see an act. They, they never saw because. There was nothing to see. So we know they didn't see it. So the worst that could come out of that is they they give up two. One, one power plays over. Two, another power plays over. It's 3-2. You're even up for the the rest of the game. 
the, e- even if they had have done that, I you know you could have you could live with that part of it. But to just go, there's a lot of blood on the ice. It's a five minute major, and uh, and to you know to fall prey to there's a pretty power. Let's the elephant in the room. There's a pretty powerful player on the ice, and that's Joe Thornton. He is the elder statesman of the National Hockey League, and he you know we've all heard of the Jordan rules. Well, there's the Thornton rules. And it's that's not. I don't blame Joe Thornton for it. If you've got that advantage, you press it, and he did. And they, you know, they they he was screaming, "That's five minutes. That's got to be five minutes." And they were swayed by him. And what unfolds after that? Again, uh, you, you can't let four in. That's that's you know that's you've got to find a way to stop the bleeding and uh, use the 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 phrase or the selection of words but that's what you have to do in that situation and Vegas was unable to do that so um, San Jose's playing on and uh, and it's uh, I don't know I don't know financially what the the hit is to the Golden Knights but it's a lot it's you know it's got to be you know you, you've got to assume it's uh, you know you, these industry figures you hear the average gate in the NHL is around three million well we know the gate in Vegas isn't average and we know in the in the in the playoffs in the second round it goes up even more so it's north of 10 million automatically and that's only for two more home dates what if they go on a roll oh, yeah. right you know what I mean and then the other part of it is it's the opportunity to win the Stanley Cup. You're, you're, you're out. George McPhee traded Nick Suzuki and Eric Brandstrom this year, two prized prospects, to, to give his team the opportunity to compete for the Stanley Cup, and that's gone. As a former player, Shane, what do you say? It is really as hard of a pill as you can ever have to swallow. And, you know, guys talk, Paul Stutz said, if we lost 6 nothing, fine. It's hard, but you move on. This one... Uh, this one's going to be tougher for the players, without question. And, you know, you look at this series, and yes, there's lots of arguments. The other side, they were up 3-1. They had opportunity to close this out. They had 59 shots. They didn't win that game. They gave up a shorthanded goal in double overtime. Uh, you know, you can look at this, you know, the game game seven. There there was chances in that to, to, to bounce back. They couldn't find a way to get back. I, I to, to their credit, was amazed that they were able to tie this game up after that avalanche of emotion and crushing, uh, you know, thoughts of, you know, just 3 nothing lean now it's 4-3, but they fought back to push it to overtime. Uh, you know, thank goodness for that, at least to give themselves a chance. But, uh, you know, it, it's a call that's, that could change uh, could change the landscape of the NHL, and it should. They should institute this. They have to make a change. Uh, unfortunately, change doesn't come unless something like this happens. And the lost, the, the the Vegas Golden Knights are, are are the unfortunate ones that you know have to suffer uh, through it. It's not easy uh, as a player. I think the one thing is. And yesterday was not a good day. I was, you know, I, I stewed on this all day, but today I've moved on. And, and I've thought about all the different things. Maybe I do that quicker than people. Some move on quicker I than do. others. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> and I look at it from a hockey standpoint. Yeah. If I'm out there, I'm like, you got to kill that. A, a guy went, I, when a guy takes a penalty on a team, you want to fight for that guy. And, and, and I'm not saying they didn't. San Jose, to their credit, everything went their way perfect. that could. Mm-hmm. Scoring early, boom, the building's alive. And the impact, emotion, and adrenaline has in a hockey game, it can switch like that. We've seen it before. You, the, the Bruins against Chicago fell apart in the last seconds. The Bruins going against uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7 
whatever year that was, 13. year 13. So th- th- this not the first time. Uh, this game will never be forgotten for for what's happened. This is a, you know that's the tough thing. Yeah. Um, it was the hardest game I've ever had to call uh, because you you got to wear some of that uh, some of that adrenaline, some of that emotion, the up and down. It's crazy, but. Uh, th- there's moments I, you know, Carlson, well, Carlson and Smith had a two-on-one when it was three-two shorthanded, missed the net. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunities, and for these guys, I think that's the thing you're going to think about all summer. If people could every have seen instant the conversations between the overtime, the third period and the overtime up at press level Blech. that we were having the other night with people, like it was. You, know, you couldn't put it on radio or television. You could not no, put it on there. No, no. Right. Um, Wouldn't you be on uh, time delay? Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I think for me, and you kind of hit on this, guys, that in 2019, there has to be a better way to assess major penalties of any kind. Game 7 of a playoff game, game 42 in the middle of January. You can't leave it to that much human error. Now, we've, we've kind of had this comparison with the NFL and that debacle in the Saints game, the NFC Championship game, where they missed an obvious pass interference that cost the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl. The NFL, for all their issues, and they're not really proactive, they, but they do react when things go down the drain like that. They change the rule. The whole Des Bryant possession, not possession in a playoff game a couple of years ago, they changed the rule. Now, Bill Foley has also touched on this today, that he would be in favor of it. How could he not be? when his team just got the short end of the stick like this, there has to be a way to make major penalties of that nature reviewable. I'll trade you right now, offside with a toe up at the blue line Oh yeah, for that, right now. I'll even give you the goalie interference, which nobody knows what goalie interference is anymore. I'll trade you both for a major penalty like that. What makes this one worse to me, guys, and, and it's all it all sucks, Rocks. <laughs> These four guys got together huddled up and still screwed it up. Well, and declared he cross-checked him in the face, which clearly didn't happen. So now what's done is done. And you're never going to be able to change it. If the league doesn't change it moving forward, then that, to me, makes it even worse. This is why it'll get changed. Because that phone call that Bill Foley talked about today when he said he wouldn't say who the call came from, and then he said it came from as high as an executive as you can have in the National Hockey League, that... The people on that phone call, they know the monetary loss. So, like, and Bill Foley will be able to stand up in a meeting and say, that call meant this much to me. And those 31 guys in that room, they understand that better than anything <laughs> well, else. The owners yep. know That's that. why they're in that room. They're billionaires. And they understand they'll, the, the, those dollars, they'll say, yeah, I don't want to lose nope. 20 schmel. Or 40 or 50 or wow. whatever it is because these guys missed it in real time. And God love them. It's real time. It's hard. Right. Like, it's like for them to have missed it. I, I, and I guarantee you, they're not sleeping either. They're in oh, no, a tough off. time. Sure. And, and it's two things to look at here. There's the micro, the what happened in the moment and immediately thereafter. Then there's the macro. And you guys have touched on both of them. And you mentioned what happened with the Saints in the playoffs last year in the NFL. Gary, I think on the radio, I thought back to 1997, before the NFL had any video review at all, it was a Detroit Lions-New York Jets game. It was an inconsequential last regular season game, but because of it cost a team a playoff spot, mm-hmm. and the next year is when video review was implemented, period. It did not exist at all yeah. at the NFL level. And it, it often, as you said, Dave, takes uh, a travesty. Now, what happened with the Saints in the playoffs, yes, it cost them a berth in the, in the Super Bowl, but you're talking about the difference of a touchdown. Right. This wasn't one goal. 
wasn't two goals, wasn't three goals. It was four goals in four minutes. I have been trying to think for two days of a penalty in any of the four major sports, and I could leave out some of the other sports because I don't know the rules well enough, a penalty in the other major sports that is so severe and can change a game so dramatically as a major power play. And how often, I'm thinking, I was trying to think all regular season, do we see a major power play? It is so rare, and the officials know it. So oftentimes you'll see things cancel out as you pointed out, Gary, maybe a double minor, some way to mitigate it because they know that it is such a severe, only for the worst, most egregious penalty should this be put into place. And they called it even though it didn't happen. They didn't see it. Right. It was fascinating to talk to Kerry Frazier yesterday, and then he went on Twitter at later. He phoned me yesterday. To and Kerry Frazier is. Oh, yeah. So Kerry Frazier, you know, uh, Hall of Fame, National yes. Hockey League referee. Great Shane, hair. Shane would have been on the ice with him. <laughs> one of the last for, with no bucket. For a long time. And he's active on Twitter as and well. A, and, well, he had a, a special on yeah. TSN called Come On Ref, uh, one of Eric Tosi's favorite uh, uh, pieces of content over the years. And it was, uh, you know, it was a must-read or a must listen or a must watch because you know he he's been in their shoes he's worked games with Dan O'Halloran and Eric Furlat and he said he said earlier in the day he was asked on Montreal radio to look at the two uh, the the sets of referees in the two game sevens and he said Toronto and Boston has Macaulay and uh, uh, West Macaulay and John and uh, and Kelly Sutherland good situation didn't like, I'm not using their names because I, I I feel bad for these guys, bad spot, but said, didn't like the combination that was on for game seven. In, uh, and he's put all this on Twitter and said it on radio. It's, I'm, I'm just re- repeating what he said. He didn't like the pairing that was doing the Vegas San Jose game. And then he said right away, what, he said, and he's tweeted all this, they refereed the result. They saw all that blood and they've got Joe Thornton screaming at them. And he said, you have to have the presence of mind to look at the score clock to, you know, to you got to process everything. But the first thing he said is you have to see it. He said, I made mistakes. I missed stuff in my career. He did. He missed the Dougie Gilmore, yeah, uh, the high stick, the Wayne right. Gretzky that's high right. stick right. against between the the uh, the Kings and the Leafs. One of the you know because that would happen in Toronto, <laughs> way bigger deal than this one. Although this one happens in the age of Twitter and the age of of every game on TV all over the world. You can't guess. He said, I never guessed. He said they guessed. We know they guessed because we've seen what actually happened. They Cody Eakin stick never hit him in the face. That's the there's no cross check to the face, which is what they told Gerard Gallant on the ice. They said he go, he cross checked him in the face. No, he didn't. So at worst, Gary and you and we were talking about this earlier. And Jonathan March is so God love him after the game, uh, f bombs or whatever. Who cares? How could you not in that scenario? Worst, it, let's give him the two minute minor. It's not even a penalty, yep. but just say you want to give him something because the guy's bleeding on the ice. Two minute minor, they scored three to one. You're back to five on five, move on. Or even, even a double minor. Even what I said, right. the double minor, right? right yeah. I mean, at worst, it's two goals. Pack's already scored to make it three nothing. I looked over at San Jose's bench during a, a timeout with my binoculars. Dead. Body language oh, dead, over. building right. dead, 12 minutes left, series over. When you say what I said, at the ver- you know that it's the indefensible, the four goals against, the answer to that is always, 
Yeah, but there shouldn't have been a penalty. Right. That like it should never have happened. Right. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, this was this this was Holman cooled out. Now, this was you know the figuring out when you're when you're going to Colorado and where you're going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. The officials in that moment they huddle, and as we now know, they they called something that they could not have seen because it didn't happen. I wonder in that huddle if they are talking about. Can we look at that? Can we look at the video? And the answer is, it is not a reviewable play. You cannot review a penalty. Uh, So you think about other sports, and not only, say, in basketball, where if there's a flagrant foul, the officials go over to the monitor. They review that to make sure if you're going to kick somebody out of the game. And let's not also forget, not only was it a five-minute major, Cody Eakin, one of the best penalty killers on the team, was then unavailable for that five-minute power play. He was sitting with Pierre Edward Belmar. Yeah. Right. The other great penalty killer. The other exactly. <laughs> so and so if you're kicking somebody out of a game, if it's if it is that bad in other sports, they have that in place. Uh, and and to even further that, you know, even in college hockey, when you're talking about assessing a five minute major, that is something that the officials can use video to to review in college hockey. And it soon will be in the NHL as well. Yeah. So, well, uh, and here's the you know, and and I think I brought this up to you guys when I was ranting on the bus after the game the other night. John D'Amico, God rest him, goes back to my Bruins ties. <clears throat> People would remember too many men on the ice against the Montreal Canadiens in 1979, yeah. in 79, which was in the semifinals. They didn't call it conference finals. Yeah. <clears throat> they had too many men on the ice for 15 seconds. John D'Amico, God rest him, tried not to call yes. it. But at some point, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's not two seconds. These guys had time to consider everything got together and still screwed it up royally and, and screwed this whole series up royally. The situation is for them was is obviously you've got Joe Thornton screaming at you. You've got debris coming down on the ice. And you got Joe Pavelski, got, another got veteran Pavelski player, bleeding profusely. Unconscious. They've got the towel on them. They're carrying them off the ice. And I don't fault the Sharks for any of that, by the way. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, Pavelski's injured. It's it's a yeah. terrible situation. So uh uh Anyways, I hesitate to say hopefully some good comes from it because to me, honestly, that's cold comfort. Well, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell, I'd say that it, it, it might be, but I'll tell you something. Yesterday, uh, meaning the day after Game 7, I, uh, like you, Shane, and I'm sure like you, uh, Dave, and you, Gary, didn't really want to talk about this. You didn't want to think about it. You didn't want to watch it. You tried to just disconnect for a day to, to get over it. I couldn't help a couple of times, you know, because there was another Game 7 going on I did have interest in. You check your phone. You see what other folks are saying. And what what bothered me as much as anything was uh, the the I'll call it a, a vocal minority of people who were trying to downplay the call and say, oh, well, the Golden Knights had their chances or the call wasn't that bad. And, you know, he was still bloodied as a result of the all of those things to me were silly, silly arguments. So the fact that the NHL did offer that apology, you know, and a couple of folks at Jonathan Marshall, I tip my hat to them um, and said that it did make it feel a little bit better. Now, you can't change the past, but but. If the league had come out and said the officials made a call on the ice, we stand behind their call. The officials are in a tough spot. They are asked to do a lot of things. We stand behind our official. If they had said that, that would have just twisted the knife. Oh no! And the fact that they came out today and Dan O'Halloran, who has uh, uh, done the been in the Western Conference Finals for almost a decade, uh, been in the Conference Finals for almost a decade, 
is done for the season. Yeah. Eric Furlat, done for the season. They're, I, I said their names. Yeah, I was going to say, you weren't going to say their names. Well, that's too late. Well, well, they're easy enough to find. Yeah, they're easy yeah, enough to find. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that, that, that to me... It's germane to this point. It wasn't germane to the other right. point. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that to me, it, it did... It, le- it made it did it made me feel a little bit better that that was at least acknowledged that that yeah. it wasn't handled properly rather than standing behind something that was so obviously not and hopefully silencing the people that were mitigating how terrible of a call it was golden knights uh done for the season our podcast is the final one obviously after the uh, playoffs come to an end the other night brought to you by the great d hotel the official downtown hotel of the vegas golden knights i'll tell you what I got out of watching as much as I could stomach watching Carolina and Washington last night. It pissed me off even more. All four division champs are out. It's wide open. Yeah. Tampa's out. Calgary's out. All the other all the division champs are out. I watched a few face offs. That annoyed me even more. I watched a few face offs to see how <laughs> yes. many times guys were checking each other after the draw. It happens all the time. And it happened a right. ton. It's a regular no penalties play, right? at all. And you the the thing is going back to the Saints thing. You never know if Drew Brees is going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl again. Right. You can say, and, and look, I'll, I'll try to take the positive, of, and the really, there isn't any, that the Golden Knights are built to win. and the build, Yes, they are. But you don't know that. You have no idea going forward next year. Last year, you didn't think Mark Stone was going to be on the team. If we sat here a year ago, Paul Stastny? Derek, Derek, England, and Patrick, Pierre, right? Derek England and Pierre Edouard Belmar. Alternate are, captains. Are unrestricted free agents with a team that is right up against the salary cap. That We may have seen the last of those players. This yeah. may have been that, you know. It does. It every year, yeah. Yeah. It, there's tr- it there's going to be different gonna players be change. next year. There's there will be, be players change. not back. There will be new yeah. players. Each team is different every year. And imagine if Gerard Gallant had been in, you know, his fifth or sixth year with the organization and, you know, had, had lost the year before or whatever, had been on a streak, and this was the year that he needed to get to get deep to keep his job. Mm-hmm. Like, that. Th- this these, these affect lives. And yep. uh, we've already talked about Bill Foley, uh, what, what this did to his pocketbook. It's yep. the worst call I've ever seen in a hockey game of this magnitude. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't compare okay. it to well, anything else. It is, picture. but you have to, you have to, as much as it is, and we said, what are they going to take away? They've got to find a way as a player. There are times yep. in a game when stuff goes against you, you've got to regroup. And it is difficult. This one, probably the most difficult I've seen from the circumstance, the call and everything. But there are moments when you have to have that ability to turn. And that's what they're going to think about. Sure, they're the call. And yes, I don't dispute anything. But when I look at the other side, as a player now, this happens to them. Hopefully they grow from this. Say, okay, yeah. we're not going to change. I've never seen a call changed. If review comes in, maybe. But until then, it isn't. It happened. They had to deal with it. San Jose dealt with it properly. They took over the game. Uh, they came back and tied it, thank goodness, but uh, it didn't end well. And, and these players are going to think about those four goals all summer, more than they will the overtime goals. They'll think about game six. They'll think about opportunities. It's a seven-game series, and it was one of the not one of the toughest ending I've seen. And that's why you love the message from George. You have to. That today. has to be the yesterday message. Yesterday, I was here in the office yesterday, and it, the place was quiet. Right, no one was really, no one was ready to move on. It was a, a tough day to be around here. Not the toughest day to have been in this office. We all know there have been there have been more difficult moments for this organization, but it was somber and there was anger. Today, the leader, the top dog, comes out and says, "No pity party. We're moving on. We have to." And I think to me, that's to me is obviously what happened on. 
Tuesday night is one thing, but the big takeaway for me now is is that you do have that type of a leader who recognizes he's got to put his hands on the steering wheel here and get people going in the right direction again because the franchise isn't over. It's that th- things don't end, yeah. and this team is built to win. And they're and in a pretty you, good situation. You do need to start. You need you need to start figuring out how are you going to be better next year than you were this year. Can I, and can I just say this for Cody Eakin? God love him. Yep. He's down there today, yep. doing the media availability. The guy's in tears. Did nothing wrong. You know what I learned most about this whole media thing today? He they put him in the box. And he's like, I don't know why I'm in the box. Then they take him out, and they think, okay, I did nothing wrong. And they no said, penalty. no, you're gone. What do you mean I'm gone? You're out of the game. So he 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 thought he there was a part of him that thought he got a ten minute misconduct. He sat in his full equipment the rest of the game, thinking he was at some point. We said, well, if it gets an overtime, can I come back? And they said, well, no, you got a game misconduct. Now the ten minute misconduct. So the fact that you know if you're him, you did nothing wrong, and you get kicked That's out of a game. Horrible. I can't imagine. What that was like for and him. Gerard Gallant said it. He was asked in one of the first questions about what happened at the end of the game is, what did you say to Cody Eakin? And, and you know, there wasn't much to be said that night or even yesterday. But this morning, Gerard wanted to go and say something to Cody. And Cody, before the conversation even began, said, Turk, I'm okay. I know he would have had all his teammates behind him. Yeah, for yep. sure. Because all his teammates uh, would have been right behind him. I will never. I've known Cody chose Shane. We've known him a long time. I've known him since he was a little boy. We were leaving the building in San Jose, and he's sitting on a on a pallet with his head between his knees. He's just, and I felt just my heart was breaking for him, and I put my hand on his shoulder and just, you know, and he like this has had to have been very, very difficult for him to get through. And uh, you're right, though, his teammates oh, and you, he, and he spoke a little bit about today he, that that they did. They lifted him up and said, "We know you didn't do anything wrong." Yeah, and and here's the thing, Cody Eakin. Might be arguing in my question opinion was their most consistent performer this season. He had a career year. Yeah, yeah. just Numbers it's are... just for everything. I, I it's hard to think some guys had down games. I'd be very hard fought to find until, a game up until he broke his nose in game two because uh, game three and game four yeah. it took him a while. <laughs> it's to not easy, trust me. That's what I'm saying. And you know what I mean? Scored a goal, and then and but then done. there he is. He scores a goal in game yeah. seven, right? So I asked him this morning because some guys don't want to watch it. They don't want to see it. I said, do you, do you, have you seen it? And he said, yeah, I had to watch it because I wanted to find out what the hell happened. He'd watch, he said he watched it 20 times with the video guys yeah. before right. the game was over. And right. Paul Stashney right. said, yeah. I'm, I probably had more to do with it. And he was right. just running a route to get out to the point. Right. Contact. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. The Sheriff Lawless, some guy named Dave Pack podcast brought to you by our great friends at Finley Automotive, Jaguar, Lincoln, Acura, and Chevy. <sighs> okay. In through the nose. Maybe of all four of us at this table, I needed to vent about this more yeah. than anybody. And I'll tell you what, dude. I so, was so livid about what I And it's a fine. I don't know how you guys handle this, and maybe it's kind of worth getting into. There's a line there when you're on air in real time. I think we tried to handle as best we could, Shane, yeah. of, of making the point that this is a brutal call, but also sticking to having to call the game. Mm-hmm. Right. But... That's that's a hard and one to call. Four and you get to call that debacle of four goals in four minutes. Yeah. Then they come back and tie it. That's that's it's a lot to handle for my limited brain. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Truth be known, I'll tell you, David. It, I mean, especially on the radio, the the listener doesn't have the luxury of the photograph or the video or the replay or the slow motion. So the only thing, and, and in fact, in way, it's it's a cop out. 
you just describe what happened. Yeah. yeah. Just describe what happened, and you don't need to get into uh, analyzing it any more than just here's what happened. This is the result. Let's see what happens next. Uh, so you, you just try to keep going and not become a fan, right? You have to keep describing. Yeah, well, and keep I, describing. And I, I was standing there right beside Dan, and he did uh, an excellent job. Matter of fact, if you haven't heard it, go back, find a way to go back and listen to it. Because yeah, uh, I'm not going to be doing that for <laughs> a while. Not us. <laughs> not us. I'm talking to the listener. Uh, oh, no. I haven't watched hey, our show. No. Hey, <laughs> I, got, I got home. Uh, we got home on Tuesday night, and I turned on the TV, and I flipped around, and by accident, I landed on the the NBC uh, SN feed, and I listened to that for like uh, four seconds, and then I just I'm not watching this. Like there was a replay going yeah, right, and it yeah. was. Uh, I had a bourbon. Yeah, there you go. Was, Make it a double. There was a, <laughs> that's yeah, what I did when I there got was home. something amber in my glass yeah, as yeah, well. I might have had a glass yeah. of wine when we got back yeah. late at night, but but it's you know David, those moments they it happened to be you know, snatching victory away from them. But there have been other difficult moments and you're trying to describe what goes on while also not minimizing the effect of the loss because people listening care so deeply about what's happening. So you can't take that away either. It's not an emotionless position to be in, but you also need to be objective. And I I tell you, in wrapping your mind around it, today, talking with the players, hearing George and... Uh, hearing Gerard and, and hearing Bill Foley talk about it, and, and frankly talking with you guys, I think it's helpful. I mean, there's some kind of a, a process here of getting over something that is uh, so emotional. I really didn't want to talk to anybody yesterday. I didn't want well, to. No, neither did I. I, I yeah, just, no, but today, like today was, I think was very helpful. And I walked into the building this morning not sure how I was going to feel, but just going through the course of things today. Cathartic. Cathartic is the right word, yes. I thought about, too, after, after the whole mess the other night, you know, we had great shots on AT&T Sportsnet, thousands of fans at Tochiva Plaza yeah. watching that. Yeah. And that, I kind of kept thinking about that. Look, the people love this team, and they invest their money and their time and their emotion, you know, in their hearts, right? Yeah. What, as much as it sucked for us to have to describe it, for them, you know, for all involved, them watching that oh, fall so heartless. Oh, my gosh. Well, now, okay, so I know we're not going to just move by it, but... How do they get better? This does become one of those moments in Golden Knights history that when they do eventually win, it becomes all that. I think this thing. could help them in the yeah, long run. Becomes, I really it becomes, do. A lot of the, players said that today. It becomes sweeter, right? If you ever do get to... First of all, when you get to that point again, there's going to be a, a an awareness of nothing's over, assume nothing we need to finish this off because they didn't finish it off regardless of 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 the circumstances and then you got a little history now you got a little up and down uh, it's, it's right you, the, you the know? spectacular unbelievable successes and the spectacular unbelievable shortcomings yeah. i mean it, it is talk about the the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat in two years of this franchise, you have, I mean, the San Jose Sharks have had their share of success and, and shortcoming, but I'm not sure that they ever had the high of the high from Vegas last year or the low of the low that Vegas has had to finish this season. Exactly. And, and they're so 25 years in You're counting. supposed to be proud of your wrinkles, right? You, you yeah. earn them. There's something that come along with, with time, and uh, and there's wisdom that comes along with all of those things, and uh, this will obviously be a, this is... This is on the Mount Rushmore now. Yeah, this well, is one oh, of the, yeah. this is one of the long of, of the the key moments in Vegas Golden Knights history. I was saying the other day, Gary, they had so many things go right last year, 
Yeah. And it could not have gone any worse for them yeah. with 12 minutes left. Well, if you got in the line with, with the hockey gods tomorrow and you started to complain about it, they'd be waiting, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. You yeah. got your money's worth. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. Right? have squeezed it all into that 10-minute <laughs> period. Oh, yeah. you know. Well, it's the city of champions back there. But, well, <laughs> but it wasn't the, until 2004. Your Red Sox buddies had their six years. Well, But you think about it, what the Red Sox did to... Vanquish the demons of Babe Ruth, right? The first time in baseball history a team had come back from 3 nothing yep. down. They did it against the Yankees and right. then won the World Series the next round. And we got that great movie with Jimmy Fallon right. and Drew Barrymore <laughs> out of it. Oh, is that was that positive? They, and what about the Bruins in 2010 before right. they won in 2011? What right. happened? Yeah. 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 They got absolutely Same thing with the down. Devils losing to the Rangers losing. in 94, Stefan Mateau, and then the Devils win it the next year. you yeah. got to go through And that's the way I look at it. That's why, as a player, I, I'd have to move past the call. I'd have to move to what we should have did better. Yeah. Yeah. And take I, that forward. That's I, that's what needs to happen this? with the players. Imagine, it, the, just the last thought on that, Shane, is there's an offseason to think about it. Imagine if that had happened in, in a game six, and then you've got a game seven yeah. to come back for it. And I don't know how that could possibly work out. You're still dealing with the emotions and yeah. trying to... The conversations the last couple of days would have been entirely different if this series was continuing, and that was to tie the series. And in fact, it is to... Uh, well, yeah, series. I mean, there's hideous ways to lose, right? Yeah. I mean... Uh, 3-0 for the Bruins in 2010. There was a ground ball through Bill Buckner's legs, right, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. 0-3 for the Red Sox, where the manager fell asleep in the dugout and left Pedro in. I get all this. <laughs> I'm just saying that this was literally a, an, an idiotic call that went against them. Yeah. And, and Now, I know they didn't kill it, but it cost right. them the well, series. And, the, and my last thought, and trying to put this in a bigger perspective, and it's not a playoff game, but the pine tar incident. Kirk right. Gibson, a long, long time ago, go-ahead home run was taken off the board because allegedly he had pine tar where he shouldn't have. Uh, the game was played under protest. They finished the game. The Royals lost. But because of the protest, right. the commissioner's office went back and said, nope. They went back and continued the game from the home run. Right. The home run was allowed to stand, and the Royals won the game. Unfortunately, there is no such recourse. Imagine if the Golden Knights could have played the rest of the game under yeah. protest, yeah. and then they could have picked it up again down the stretch. Can we go back and replay the final twelve minutes. You know, like, I mean, that's 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 an interesting part of baseball, not in hockey. But that like is the biggest, you know, injustice. And again, it wasn't a playoff game, uh, but it, it did have those kinds of ramifications. So this is good for Dave because it's cheaper than like a therapy session. Yeah. See, I can just sit with you three guys. Yeah, but you, you don't agree with anything I've said. No, no, no. Moving on. you should no. be buying drinks. No, I, this I'm should not, be in a bar. Bill, Bill, I, I wrote it down. <laughs> Bill said I'm not really a high road guy. <laughs> I can tend to agree with that. Here's my question. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, speaking of Bill, Rock Creek Cattle Company, part of, uh, our sponsor as well here on the uh, on the podcast. It's a great place. Go, go see it. You'll love it. It's fantastic. You get everything you need. There. So if they're going to move forward and improve, how and where do they need to get better? In the broadcast booth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no play by play guy. <laughs> Dave, Dave's gonna stroke out. Uh, well, to be honest, they, you, you can always get better, right? Yeah, the depth. For sure. I think um, you know they're gonna look at areas. You know, def defensively up front. Uh, you know, scoring became issues. Uh, depth scoring. I think it's you know first first order of business is William Carlson. You know, yeah. getting him signed, and then you're you've got. Your top six is as good as anywhere in the league. 
then it's a matter of tinkering from there. Yeah, they got they got they have decisions to make. You're Eric Halla yeah. is going to be yeah. healthy. Is he going to play center? You know, is he going to be your third line center? Does that mean Cody Eakin, who's got another year left, is he going to be your fourth line center? Um, you know, there's yeah, there's a lot of things to do. Alex Tuck said, "I need to become more consistent. I need to be a physical presence, night in and night out." And uh, so there's there's individual improvement for players, yeah. obviously, but. The first thing I think is, you know, George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon and Andrew Lagerner need to to figure out where they're going with this yeah. roster because there's not a there aren't enough not a ton of room. They there aren't enough shekels some, to go around. They yeah. gotta make some they've gotta make some moves to make some room. Yeah. And and part of that, especially when you talk about not having room, prospects. Which players, whether yeah. it's Nick Haig, Cody Glass, which of the players we have yet to see at this level who are already in the organization, which of those players Make wow. the team and stick. Well, I Nick Haig and Zach Whitecloud are kind of the two that uh, maybe most ready, but that could all change over the summer in a training camp. But there'll be pressure from there, and that's what you want. Now you're starting to see this organization built because you're going to see these prospects push for positions. And I'll throw in this thought. The Chicago Wolves are right now tied in a first-round series with Grand Rapids at two games apiece, best of five in the first round in that league. And I can tell you from the experience of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization how all of those players who yeah, have exactly. been up top with Tampa, best record in the league, how many of those, including their head coach, by the way, had long and successful postseason runs. They had a Calder Cup championship in 2012, got there two more times over the next five years. Those successes for the minor league players leading to success in the NHL, I mean, George has talked about overcooking players in the minors. I'd be very interested to see how Chicago, if they can advance, maybe they go on a long run in the Calder Cup playoffs. The growth for a player in the in the postseason of the American League, every playoff game is worth two regular season games. That's the formula that yeah. you hear uh, general managers and evaluators use. And as you go farther on, you talk about overcooking. If you cook at 350 during the regular season, you cook at 450 during the first round, 550 in the second, and and on and on until you get to a, a high broil. It's a lot of in cooking analogy. I really cook a lot. Getting hungry here, Gary. <laughs> Do they need, uh, and this was kind of asked today in a roundabout way, um, you know, the, Malcolm Subban's a restricted free agent. Yeah. The backup goalie is that an area that they? Well, this, this is where they evaluate, right? They got to yeah. evaluate where where's his ceiling, where's where's his progress at? Is he going to move forward? Is there room? Did they see enough? And, and you know, George McPhee talked about that. They're, they've he said they've seen enough to get a good evaluation, and, and that's why they'll have their pro scouts meeting. Everybody will come in, Kelly and George. Uh, we'll talk. They'll 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 break down everything. Like their their season just they just got busier because they got that. Mm-hmm. Then they got the amateur and their lists and the draft and free agency and. Uh, well, this is last year George McPhee because they didn't have a first round pick. You know he he watched a ton of video and was prepared, but it's not the same. You don't go to go to the Memorial Cup. You don't get to go to. Uh, you know, Kelly McCrimmon went over and saw the under-18 World Championship, but there's a bunch of stuff that you can't do when you're still playing. Well, George McPhee's schedule just got uh, uh, freed up in terms of having to monitor uh, the Golden Knights. He'll be, I bet you, he's headed to Game 5. You know what I mean? And you want to see your prospects in that situation. Sunday, by the way. You want to watch and see how Zach Whitecloud and, and Cody Glass handle the heat of that moment. 
And you want to see how Rocky Thompson does it? Because, you know, you're developing a young coach there as well. Maybe for somebody else, but or for your has an assistant on your staff who knows all kinds of things uh, you can take advantage of in the next month. Let me ask this question. There were three major acquisitions since last year's Stanley Cup Finals to this year's season end. Max Pacioretty, Paul Stastny, and Mark Stone. Is there the possibility of something big happening I again? I, I think they get they get better from within. Well, yeah, they could they could trade. They'd have to trade. They could trade players to to move salary for draft picks. Like uh, you get to is it June June nineteenth, twentieth, or twenty first? Twenty first, I think, is the draft in Vancouver. You know, could could George McPhee do? He's going to pick sixteenth or seventeenth. Could something happen? To get him higher up, or to get to grab another first rounder, uh, who knows? That will be uh, that'll be real fascinating to watch uh, what the Golden Knights do in that perspective. Well, anything else we need to talk about? Is that about? Uh, uh, what about you, Dave? Anything no, else I think I flushed you, it all out. Now this has been wonderful for me. Okay? This has been great. Well, it's time to have another drink. Yeah, <laughs> maybe watch uh, some of the World Championships coming up. Will you guys watch the Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, I, I will. Uh, Dave, uh, you're going to have uh, more than an eye on it. I'm going to do some, I think, for the Western Conference. I'll, I'll listen but, to that. Uh, there you go. I'll listen to those games. Yeah, I got that uh, that coming up. So I'll, yeah, if I'm at the game, I'll have to watch. Yeah, it. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how it works. It might help. Yeah, it might help. <laughs> <laughs> why start now? <laughs> no, that's it. And, and another uh, another fun season, guys. It's been a great. Uh, pleasure. It's been great. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's it. Uh, final podcast here for the 1819 season. Thanks for everyone that's that's tuned in. We you know we didn't do a mailbag today because uh, quite honestly we felt we just had too much to, to yeah. get to and, and I had too much to get off my chest. Yes. And uh, mission accomplished. Yeah, but uh, be a long time. So what's it now? April. Whatever it is, goes by fast. We'll be back before yeah. you know it. Back here in September. Next thing you know, training. That's right. Yeah. Getting ready for year three. That's right. Song. See you in September. That's right. They have that. September yes. morn by uh, Neil Diamond. Springsteen song coming up. Oh, it's right. See, Springsteen album coming things. out. He's, he's got an album. Mood but he's got an album coming Springsteen out. Springsteen yeah. just today. Yeah. So that, that helped Dave's mood. He said yeah, it's a jewel box of an album. Can't wait. From the from the man himself. And it looks like the album cover could have been taken down the street. The photograph. Yeah. I didn't know he was still singing. Yeah. 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 So that's gonna make uh, that's gonna make Dave a, a much happier. Yeah, that, that's improved my mood uh, uh, significantly. Yeah. Thanks to the boss. Well, thanks uh, to the boss, and thanks for everyone for listening as well to the Sheriff Lawless and some guy named Dave Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.